and it's it's great. Isn't that what all K-pop bands are doing right now? <laughs> Fighting evil through the deserts. I mean, some, some, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I've watched my my share of uh, K-pop videos, and they have a you know they have a production values like you never seen. Music videos are hot over there, John. They're hot. We're gonna get in on it. We're gonna start a K-pop Wait. band. Well, oh, also K-pop saga. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh well, I think I think you just discover what the next T-shirt's gonna be. <laughs> oh my God! Cut this yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Top idea for a wow K-pop saga. Yeah, you know what? This is the best part of that is that all of it. <laughs> I've. <laughs> I bet, I bet we do that, mm. and then we get a ton of sales for people who don't understand what they're buying. They're like, "Yeah, I love like this." Must be a podcast about K-pop, and I'm never gonna check out to confirm that. But I'll follow. Oh my god! Like we just get like an avalanche of people following us and stuff, but not listening. Like, oh yeah, you don't listen to K-pop saga? You're not in the know. <laughs> And they're just like, uh, what are you going to talk about, Black Pig? We're like, uh... uh, uh the, the, the evil Power Ranger? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a skeleton flipping off the camera, but guess what? The middle finger is a candle. Um, That's cool. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, that's really, very vitriolic. I know, I said it like I was totally taking a shit on it. I really liked it. Your your fucking t-shirt design is excellent. I like how metal it is where you're pointing middle fingers at me, but the fingers are candles, and then you're going to make a terrible toad in the hole or some shit. This is fucking metal, fuck that. No, really, I really, I like it. Yeah, it's not like you do. Yeah, I like it, I like it, I like it. I wonder why people don't like me. (laughs) 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 I am crying (laughs) because of laughter. If anyone asks, please tell them. I it's will. because of laughter. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty live. Shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. I am John, co-host of Pop Saga, and defenders of the secret of pop culturedom. This is Forrest, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to us the day we held aloft our credit cards and said, By the power of nostalgia! He-Man, 
That's what we'll be talking about. Specifically, the 2002 Master of the Universe reboot that asks the question, can you be too extreme? We will also be reacting, deep diving into the new Netflix He-Man trailer. Well, by the power of Grayskull, let's get started. You ready, Forrest? You do it. All right, well, go. Start. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, boy, He-Man. <laughs> well, okay, well, then, I mean, you the, the bit's over. You can you can just be forced. You don't have to be a cringer. Or <laughs> let's get out of here. I don't even know who this is. Yeah, I don't. I don't be. know. I, that feels like James Bond Junior voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think that's just Prince Adam in this. Uh, in in uh, in this series, he has a very different voice than He Man. Oh my God! But. Do not get me started on my my voice crush, Cam Clark. Do not get me started on him. Uh, he's been a voice of my childhood for so long that, like, every time I hear him in something, I'm like, there's Cam Clark. There's Cam oh, Clark. yeah. There's Cam he's Clark. good. He's good and instantly recognizable, just like you said, to anyone who watched cartoons in, you know... At any point in the eighties and nineties, yeah, I mean, even now, like we're uh, my wife and I have just been uh, rewatching Clone Wars, and he played a young Padawan, and I was like, "There's Cam Clark," and she's like, "Who?" I'm like, "Cam Clark," and she just gave me that look, like, mm. <laughs> uh, I was like, "Okay, uh, he was in Robotech as Max Sterling, and that was a bad point of reference." So then I just went straight to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. She's like, oh, he was Leonardo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Okay, good. He was the heroic one. Yeah, not the lame one, Donatello. Worse. What? <laughs> you don't like Donatello? Yeah, he's the worst. He makes machines. Uh... Yeah, no, I like I like Michelangelo because he's a party dude. Yeah, Mikey was cool. I liked... Uh, I like Donatello because I've always aspired to be smart. Still hoping. God, yeah, I wish I was that day. star. <laughs> maybe one day. When I read one enough day. book, maybe I get there. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I, and also, I liked uh, the purple and green combination. You know how it is with me. I choose my favorite characters based purely on aesthetics. I mean, that that works. Usually, for a, like for a child, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know that's also how you decide to dress yourself. Mm. <laughs> well, if it's good enough for Donatello, it's good enough for me. Yep. What do you that's mean? Why... This is clashing. <laughs> that's why I've been arrested many times because I only wear knee pads, elbow pads, and a mask. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Purple naked guy again. I hate that guy. What's he doing over there? Oh, trying to be smart. You see him holding that book? He's been on the same page for the last two hours. <laughs> and it's upside down. Plus, I saw him talking to a rat before. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He's practicing karate in front of a rat. <laughs> Just being buck-ass naked. Doing katas <laughs> or something in the corner. <laughs> uh, just run around the neighborhood yelling, turtle power someone arrest that guy 
Ah, the cleaning power of mace. Hope it, <laughs> hope it, hope it cleanses you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why we have to bank some episodes of uh, Pop Saga. Because one of those days, they're going to catch me. Oh, if they're always wondering why we're ahead, it's because we always got to go bail you out. What do you do this time? Call himself Dante. Ah, say no more. Yeah, you pants or should I bring some? I'll bring some. <laughs> he, was, he was hiding down in the storm drain like it. It's like Pennywise yeah. down there. Yeah, worst part is he ordered a Domino's pizza. <laughs> and they the delivered it. Is, yeah, they delivered it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 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 Don- <Yeah>. Donatello's pizza. <laughs> he kind of here's here's a question for you of the four original ninja turtles who makes the best pizza i mean i imagine it has to be michelangelo because he he just like he eats so much of it he just knows what he likes in the cartoon they were always ordering he was always ordering gross pizza though like it had like terrible toppings on it yeah, you know, like um, olives and feta cheese and those things you don't want on top of your pizza. No, I mean, yeah, that yeah. plus like marshmallows and M&M's yeah. and crap. But yeah, like, it seems okay. I'm going to go with the dark horse here. I you am going go to Raphael. say, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Raphael because I think Raphael has a lot of energy that he needs to put somewhere. And mm. I could see him being like an, an angry chef and just like yelling at people in, in the kitchen. I bet he I bet he goes home, he pounds that dough to get that to get that uh aggression out, and then I bet he makes a wonderful a pizza pie. <laughs> see, he strikes me as a guy who likes calzones. What? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like, way, you know, no. Donatello yeah. is the calzone guy. No. Hell no. Yeah, Hell no, no, he's the one, like, everyone else nah, is ordering pizza, and he's like, I would like a calzone, because, uh, according to uh, my calculations, the upper part of the dough keeps the cheese at optimal stretching consistency. <laughs> Bail me out here. No, no, I'm letting you, <laughs> letting you die slow, slow death by a thousand calzones for your, <clears throat> your, your infringement over the fact that no, Raphael totally is a calzone type of eater. I'm thinking Donatello is probably just like, you know, a margarita guy or at best, you know, like, like pizza pockets or maybe like yeah. a pokey bowl. Like he goes, oh, yeah, like he's a total a weeb. So yeah. he's he's yeah. obsessed with. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I get I get in that poke bowl mode where I'm just like, well, it's it's relatively healthy, right? It's got rice, okay, and crab covered in mayonnaise, okay, like <laughs> salmon covered in mayonnaise, and then you know, like tuna also covered in like a hot mayonnaise. And then, like, depending on the place you go, they're like, yeah, can I get some of them crunchy, like, onions? Those are fried, but it's not a lot, so load those up. And then, you know, and then, oh, like, let's get some sauce in there. Yeah, give me that, like, teriyaki sauce. That's got to be light. And then, oh, yeah, give me some more of that hot mayonnaise you put on top. Ooh, this bowl, this bowl's pretty healthy, I would say. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's no bun, so you trick yourself into thinking it's uh, it's healthy. <laughs> exactly. Look, it's not a sandwich, it's a bowl. Bowls are equally healthy. Uh, give me more of that unagi sauce. Yeah, just sprinkle it <laughs> on top. That's gotta be good. That's the same reasoning I use with uh, Taco Bell. I'm like, think outside the bun, right? They don't it's want a bun. The, it's not a bun. It's a I wrap. Wraps are more healthy. Uh, yeah, now throw some more meat in there. Meat. I put that in quotes. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you know, it's yeah, but... some of it's cardboard. Meats. But, yeah. M E T S. Yeah, it's just two E's. Weird. It's like one of those weird where it's an A and E together. Like, what is this? Is this a a type error or is this is how it's spelled me so this uh so this episode's about he-man yeah let's talk about he-man we do this shit all the time we never talk about what we're going to talk about <clears throat> we don't even go on tangents about what we're going to talk about we go off a different tangent and then eventually we know all roads lead to internia so yeah here, here, all here you go. roads leave lead to wherever that stupid place that he went in uh, the new adventures of He-Man. <laughs> what was um, that stupid future called? Well, he went to New Eternia there. I like think it was special. called like something with a V. What oh, was the, the Don't ask me. I've done something miraculous. I took a He-Man product yeah. and I pushed it out of my brain. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I went down a uh, New Adventures of He-Man uh Rabbit hole. I watched Worst rabbit hole to travel down. That shit was yep. so boring. I watched uh, part of the first uh, episode after fi- finishing the full hour of uh, of He Man that we watched for this. Um, well, I mean, it, to be fair, it's three episodes, right? So, like, yeah, it's a yeah, full arc. No joke about it. No. Yeah, Primus. No. Sorry. My is apologies. It, Primus is the uh, the futuristic planet. That sounds whack, right? Oh, oh, wait, no. Primus sucks. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Does he have to defend Winona's big brown beaver? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, that that joke is, I think, for you and I. <laughs> Someone, maybe you someone else. Primus heads out You're there. Out Someone's there. gonna get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of less clay pulling everybody. Yeah, yeah. Just of by by osmosis, I'm sure. Oh, mm. is that so? <laughs> that's how that works. That's how that works. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I yeah. didn't. Uh, I didn't know I was. My able name to... is Mud. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> my god, that just came from the bookcase. <laughs> He's in the walls. So, uh, He-Man 2002. <laughs> Masters Universe. Yeah, you know, um, so this is another one, John. This is another uh, one that I have never seen before. This is a first for me. I got to, I had never, to be honest, I had no idea this series existed. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't on for very long. I think like 39 episodes for the total of the series. I don't think. It, yeah. 
I think it had um, like two seasons total, and um, whereas the original He Man had a hundred and thirty or something crazy like that, right? Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty drastic difference. Um, this one was, I think, I'm trying to remember. I at the time did not have cable, so I did not get to watch this on. Um, I think it was Cartoon Network. It was on it, people. Don't yell at me if that is not the case, but I swear it was on Cartoon Network. Or okay, well, okay. that's interesting. So I I didn't really do my I don't know homework or research. <laughs> besides, it's fine. It's fine. Watching already, the uh, yeah, go. Ahead. <laughs> I was like, I already know how you feel about it. Like when I was watching, I was like, oh, I already know, I already know where Forrest is. So. <laughs> No, I I uh I was being a bit um unfair earlier. There are several things about this I actually uh like quite a bit, but um yeah, I forgot what I was I forgot what my point was. Probably didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> so um yeah, this is uh, interesting. They were on um, YouTube. Oh, uh, now I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Just This is the most scatterbrained episode ever, but I uh, was surprised to hear that they debuted on cable. Um, that actually recontextualizes the show for me in a way that when I was... Watching it, I had assumed that this was like a broadcast television Saturday morning cartoon revival for kids. Nah, Saturday morning cartoons were gone by then. You weren't oh. going to a you weren't going to ABC or you know I NBC guess that's a good point. Fox. You weren't watching cartoons at that point. Like I think Fox was still maybe the lone holdout, but they definitely weren't showing this on them. Um, on uh, network television, it was total cable show. Okay, so it is like for people who are in their twenties. That's what it kind of felt like. I think it's very much for people who grew up on the original series because there's a lot of tie-ins. Well, I'll tell you right off the bat. One thing I really appreciated about the show. Hmm. was the intro. I love how it starts off like the original series intro, and then it gets interrupted halfway through. Yeah, very, very, um, very... The The only word I have for it is extreme. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of have that sort of uh, attitude to it, right? Because it's, yeah, like, they're just like, don't listen to this nerd explain something. Explosions are coming! Yeah. Look over here, everyone twirls everything all the time, and the <laughs> angles are really fucking extreme, you know, like everything extreme. Battle Cat makes no sense, don't think about it, you know? Like, I mean, his sword, uh, it's a thing, there you go, you know, yeah, everything has like this just really extreme look to it. It, it reminds me of like G.I. Joe Extreme. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched that, where that was just all like jank, the toys were jank. That, oh, yeah. You know, was, I was much know. more aware of that one, and I hated it. 
Like, I hated the proportions and the look. I'm just like, this is not... Because G.I. Joe was such a thing for me when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Like, I definitely like feel like I graduated from He-Man toys to G.I. Joe toys. And there was something about the fact that, like, each of them had such a distinct personality and theme, and they were so intricate, uh, like, intricately designed to fit that theme that it made collecting them just such an like uh, an incredible experience for a kid especially mm-hmm. with those like information cards on the back oh yeah it's just those, so rad the file cards i mean i still like collect like gi joe field guides or whatever i can get the as that kind of info because of how crazy detailed and diverse like yeah. that group of gi joes were and i i think this will actually tie into what I, um, some stuff when we, when we talk about the, uh, Netflix show, I kind of want to bring this back up. So it might be a little, it, it'll be a little different as far as like people's expectations versus, you know, what they remember versus what it actually is. Sure. And I think it's even with this show too, where a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's he, man, he punches shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there are layers, homie, just like there are layers with, gi joe that dealt with sus- substance abuse like uh-huh. from, you know you, you know it it went the gambit but everyone's just like well gi joe go america and you just kind of like there's there's more to it they they even changed that from a real american hero to you know mm-hmm. they, they, they they changed that so like you know the uh kind of what you remember versus what you get is a little different. So like when you're watching this, everything is just really like everything's <laughs> in your face, like everything, like, you know, and, um, I have to admit, like, I liked the series for the most part. I felt like it gave it a, a, a more adult theme, but still like on overall, a more adult theme, but at least honors the source material a lot more than the uh, new adventures of He-Man did, which didn't at all. And uh, thought, <laughs> that was its yeah. own uh, Battlestar Galactica 1982 or whatever that terrible follow-up was. Yeah, that goes over there. You know, even the toys were all like super meek. He's like, I'm He-Man! And you're just like, eh, are you? Are you, though? <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, are I don't, don't want to, I don't want to piss in your furry I don't boots and call it rain, but yeah, you're not, no, you're not there. And then, you know, like, when you get, you know, Motu 2000X is usually what a lot of collectors refer to it. 2002 or 2000X refer to it as. Um, you know, the toys came back because they went with the four horsemen, so it's got more heroic proportions. You know, his hair could use a little help. That sword could use a little <laughs> bit of help. You know, like, Ooh. but at, yeah, but at least, you know, they're bringing it back. And, um, you know, I thought, you know, just watching this episode was a, a, a lot of fun. Again, because, like, uh, the intro, you know, where we get to see, like, Keldor, you know, and Mm -hmm. kind of an origin for Skeletor. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, spoilers. Um, (laughs) Oh, 
I mean, who does he turn into? Yeah, it's you know the worst part is even in my notes, I pretend like I this is my first time watching it, or I don't know who he is. So I'm like, well, Keldor does this. A strange voice talks to King Randor. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like, it's sorcerers. It was Skeletor, but every time I'm like, oh, I don't know yet. I don't want to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I took the exact opposite tact in my uh, notes, where I was like, why are they keeping Skeletor's face covered? Show me yeah. his face. <laughs> Let me see that Skeletor face. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Just like, okay. I mean, I love that the fact that you know he threw the little acid bomb, got that shit bounced back in his face, uh, or back into his face, a la, like Two Face. But, like, got the whole thing. But the fact that afterwards he's like, I don't want people to see my face, so we're going to keep it in shadow. When we are like, we all know what you look like. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're, it's Skeletor. Like, who is... That's one of the things that... So, uh, one of the things that I kind of had... I took issue with is that who was this for? Because... On one hand, they have tons of shout-outs for, like, the original He-Man fans. You said it debuted on cable, which makes a lot of sense now. And the way it definitely feels like a more grown-up cartoon. So, the fact that they, like, slow-roll all these reveals, like, who is watching it for the first time? And I it, Like, it seems like it's... It's laser targeted to people who were He-Man fans when it, when they were a kid, and yet it treats the audience like they couldn't imagine who could be under that that hood. I imagine that this show was created for not just you know like our generation, but people who are just starting to have kids themselves and wanting to be able to share like have a shared experience. I grew up with He-Man. Now, you know, my child will grow up with He-Man, and it'll be totally cool, and that way, you know, I'll be like, I, I know these things, but he can discover it for the first time himself, because he, might, you know, my, or my child doesn't have the inside knowledge of what's going to happen next. Be that as it may, you, you didn't need to, you didn't need to do that with Skeletor, so <laughs> yeah. point, just... like, because it, it is... Isn't it like a, an almost an entire episode's worth of time before he reveals his face? Like, yeah, he yeah. reveals his face at maybe towards the end of episode two? Yep. Where he's just yeah. like, it, it's me! I'm not Keldor anymore! I'm Skeleton! But he doesn't sound as cool, so, you know, he's more like, hey, okay. I'm, I'm Skeletor, you know. I was curious to to hear what you thought of the the voice. Eh, Alan Oppenheimer will always be my Skeletor. Yeah, um, same you here. know we'll see what my Mark Hamill does, but in the end of the day, it's just going to be you know, and this is literally no disrespect. It's just going to sound Jokerish to me, one way or the other. Maybe like we'll we'll talk about it when we watch it, but you know it's. It's going to be Mark Hamill being Skeletor. Sure, yeah. Alan Oppenheimer is Skeletor. You know, like the voice. It's it doesn't suit the body like, at all. <laughs> like you hear that voice, and maybe 
you know, in this instance, like if we knew that Skeletor got hit in the face with acid too, right? And he's like, eh, you know, like he was like, hey, how you do that? And you know, like his vocal cords <laughs> got burned or something. He's like, I'm Skeletor, you know, like doesn't fit, but that will always be the voice to me. This, this guy tries, but it yeah. just, mm-mm. yeah, mm-mm. I, I agree. I, I, I no offense to to Brian Dobson. Um, you know, he he I think you're right in the fact that he did bring he tried try to bring something of his own to it while honoring the 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 original Skeletor, but I don't know. It it seemed like maybe like a little just too sarcastic or not just like flippant in a weird weird way. I think one of the the ways that Skeletor succeeds in the original series, and to this day when you go back and watch it as an adult, it's funny because his delivery is sort of monotone and deadpan, but in this really like high sort of uh, annoying register, and it makes just him saying just regular stuff hilarious. Um. In this no, case, he, like he was like too much, like he had he had practiced his tight five. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? he's, he's like, he's like, what's the deal with toothpicks and sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just like, you know what I hate mm. when you're on the uh, airplane and the person in front of you he leans all the way back, and then I cast a spell, and his face came off! Hey! Okay! (laughs) A lot of faceless people in the audience today. Sorry. Um, We're we're sorry about that, folks. We're not gonna let them back into the attorney (laughs) comedy shack. Um, This! You have created Skeletor! Yeah, okay, okay, Skelly, Skelly War, whatever, just <laughs> kick wow, rocks. And that's what they stole, that's the plot they stole for the movie, uh, The Joker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could just hear Skeletor talking to Robert De Niro. Oh, <laughs> me, Skeletor. Yeah, he's just like dancing around and fucking, you know, Snake Mountain. You know, weird <laughs> shit. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but- uh, shots fired Todd Phillips or whoever directed yeah. the uh, Joker. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was a fine movie. Sure, sure. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it? It nope. was. A- How do I put it? It's a movie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, uh, I'd watch it again, um, but it, like a lot of movies, it just didn't need to be made, and um, it's just going to end up confusing people, but Joaquin Phoenix, uh, excellent in it. He's yeah, probably he's, he's probably literally one of the creepiest jokers I've, I've seen on screen. There you go. There you go. I mean, high praise. High praise is what I would say about that. But but not for the reasons why you think. But anyway, the, the voices <laughs> in 2002 
Masters of the Universe. Um, they I mean, range from very good, Prince Adam, He-Man, uh, yeah. very good. Uh, Man at Arms, very good. Yeah, Gary Chalk. That, yeah. For, for the folks at home, he is Optimus Primal first. And then if you couldn't get Peter Cullen, you go Gary Chalk. And so yeah. he's been Optimus Prime dozens of times since then. Uh, excellent Man at Arms. Almost yeah. as good as the original. Almost, almost. But um, definitely a way more competent man at arms. Like, yep. he literally just was bristling with shit. And I was like, all right, this is the type of man at arms I want to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing yeah. I will say about these three episodes is they were intricately plotted. Like, there was some stuff in it that doesn't make sense to me. But, or it doesn't really make sense to me, but sure. um, like they really tried to sort of put story reasoning and logical motivation behind these uh, these characters, and mm-hmm. they gave Prince or they gave uh, sorry Randor a um, they gave him a like logical reason to be disappointed in adam and uh even though <laughs> the fact that he can't tell that uh adam and he matter are related i guess is less egregious in this version because they make the like the physique and the look of the two characters very different yeah, which, you know, was an original thing that they were thinking about doing for the show, but it was cheaper just to keep them the same size. Right, the same yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's a size difference. There's a vocal difference, you know, uh, Yeah, Cam Clark does. There, it, and, there's, and, like you said, there's a lot more reason why King Randor is literally disappointed with him. Like, in the old series, Randor's like, Prince Adam's never, you know, on time. And then, you know, he f- smashes the air car into the, you know, the throne room, and they just all laugh and had a good time. But this one is just like, man, why can't you be a little bit more like me? You know, I've done some things. I was a captain, and now, look, I'm king. Yeah. And... It's clear that, you know, when the elder council tells him that there there is this this uh that there's a hero to save us. But like I miss you, babe. <laughs> 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 And even when I dream of you, <laughs> the gone. sweetest dreams will never do. Hey, hey Skelly, no, no, uh, open mic night is on Tuesdays. You can't be coming in here singing. Oh. I still miss you, baby. Stop dragging me out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, like, I, I, I think a, a lot of what they did to sort of flesh out the characters in this in this first three-episode arc is actually uh, cool. Um, 
it, here's actually something I wanted to ask you. What do you think Shoot. of Stratos's design in this uh, in this series? So, I so I like his design, though it doesn't look like it would work. the The main thing I really like about his design is the sound work for when he like pushes the 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 booster pack, and you can actually hear the click. And then yeah. I really enjoy that. Gave me kind of a Rocketeer vibe to it. Um, Yeah, that part's rad. I just hate that they have the wings on his wrists. I yeah, yeah, it looks so dumb. Yeah, I don't care for that. I mean, that's you know how the toy was kind of set up too, though. Yeah, I I just more surprised he sounded like like Sean Connery. (laughs) I wrote that exact thing. I was like, yeah. oh, Sean Connery Stratos. He's like, check this, check me out, Brinch Adam. I'm going to fly around this place and shit all over Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. breathe easy. I've got it from here. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I can fly. <laughs> My name's Stratos. They, um, pretty quick. Well, look out. Yeah. Um,. Some of the designs I really enjoy. Like, I like the way too obvious Egyptian vibe for the sorceress. It, it, yeah. It, it, I was missing the... the. I really liked the original d- design quite a bit. So, I have to say I was missing it. But I didn't mind this redesign. But I really well, prefer the original. Well, there's some story implications, right? Because her design and Tila's design are actually very similar. And, you know, like in some design tooling, and that was that's done on purpose. So uh, they kind of tie them in a little bit more. Um, so I didn't mind it. it. It did feel a little like, Mommy's alive. <laughs> um, but, sure. you know, not... Not in a bad way. I, I do like Tila's design. I like Man at Arms design because, like I said, it just was bristling with shit. Um, Evelyn was pretty faithful. I felt to the the original design by giving her, her own stuff. But um, like Mechanic, <laughs> Mechanic gets, gets a lot to do in these three episodes. I mean, you know, when you have like you have four masters and those are the ones you pick, you're like, okay, let's see, who do I want on my all star team? Alright, uh where's uh where's Fisto? Oh, he's not here. Alright. Uh, <laughs> no Fisto in Okay, this Ram Ram Man, okay, I'm gonna take you Ram Man. Okay, where's Rio Bravo? Uh oh no, he's not here. Um uh Mechanic. All right, and I need someone to fly. Where's Buzz off? Oh, he's not here. Uh, Stratos it is. Stratos. The Fresh Maker. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, while you you look on, like, Skeletor's side, and it's literally his whole starting lineup. It's like Merman with his sword that can come out of his belt for some reason. Hated that. Hated the look of it. It just made me uncomfortable. (laughs) Hated the fact that it came out of his belt. (laughs) It, it's the it's it, it's the Batman belt buckle grapple gun thing to me all over again. Where it's just like that's impossible. Like you can't fit that in there. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Triclops, you know, is all like, mm-hmm. 
Uh, he looks. He's probably one of my favorite of the redesigns. Actually, I yes. like him a lot. That um, redesign definitely benefits. I think quite a bit. Tra- trap jaw. You know, he he's kind of like the foil for Man at Arms. You know, with his ever changing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I like those designs, but like Clawful and Whiplash is whatever. <laughs> Clawful, what a boss! Oh, jeez, yeah. boss! Yeah. He's got a real. He is a. I don't mind saying this. He's a real dipshit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, he is. And oh, I forgot many faces. Um. Oh right, because... he is kind of a joke, at least in the first bit. He's doing reenactments yeah. for the crowd. Well, he is an actor. That's his. That's, that's true. His background, you know. So, he, and he's got such range. Human, robot, monster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the crowd go loses their minds when he changes to the robot voice. Hey, and you know what? I like the fact that his weapon changed depending on the type of face he had. That so, was cool. Like, you yeah, know, robot. He had the gun. Beast. It turned into like a club. I just would have added it be a club that shoots things, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> sure, it's fine. I guess. Yeah, like, um, I thought King Randor looks badass. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he, he looks like he can throw a punch. Yeah, that's kind of what I want out of my monarchy. Sure, yeah, you want that virility. That really is uh it really is important in a kingly figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Like, brr, brr. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I <laughs> wow. I I can't, I can't stand um uh Battle Cat or Panther. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't stand that they just changed battle cat into they just have stock kitten sounds when he's cringer and uh then like stock tiger sounds when he's battle cat and they totally took out the uh fact that he was voiced but i mean come on it's like uh everything's crazy in eternia give a give a cat a voice I wouldn't think about it twice i'd be like okay yeah he talks whatever he's green and orange and he's a pet. I mean, yeah. sure, if he talks, I'm fine with that. I just don't I like think... the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that I and I think also that Orko gets a a short uh short shrift in this one. I mean, Orko's Orko, man. I mean, Orko is Orko, and certainly the you're not wrong about that. And this, but this seems like a reaction to kids being like, Orko's lame. Like, I feel like in those other episodes of He-Man we watched, Orko, like, he actually had a few moments where he did some pretty, some useful stuff. And he wasn't always just, like, the joke. Not always, uh, not always, uh, for the the kids listening to this, not always the Jar Jar. Yep. That's what you're saying. He's not, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't perma, he wasn't perma Jar Jar. Yeah. Eh, I mean... I, mm, eh, mm. this Orko felt pretty standard Orko for the most part. I mean, he's not really even used um, too much in the episode, thankfully, just just to discover that Prince Adam is indeed He-Man. 
Like, <laughs> like Castle Grayskull has no sort of wards or anything that would block yeah, you from walking in. He just they, they okay. just stroll on in, and Sorceress isn't like one second, you know. <laughs> so after yeah. uh, that is crazy. I wrote that down as well. He like they have a whole video game like early video game-esque sequence where the sorceress sort of like appears out of nowhere and leads adam sort of around these corners and through these different corridors and it sees seems very labyrinthine and then they fly right for no reason that's why it felt kind of like a video game it was like let's uh kids love going on like let's make it like tomb raiders or something um (laughs) but like the tomb raiders (laughs) but there is the the part where like they do all that they go through all these different Mm -hmm. like catacombs and stuff and then they go through this endless void that is just filled with crystals and stuff and they fly through that thing and then like cringer and orko are just hiding behind a crystal at the end of their journey like how the fuck did they get there i know like orko could float but i mean what how did a cringer get there yeah fuck if i know man like this is probably i don't know how i feel about this and i i haven't known how i felt about it since i first seen it but this kind of explanation for what the power in grayskull is Right, like yeah. the original series, very nebulous. You own Grayskull, you got power. This one was like, well, the elders turned themselves into a ball, then grew <laughs> into Castle Grayskull. Yeah, well, I mean, they they had the opportunity to to explain that because one of the things that I kind of called out with these three episodes is that they could have easily been two episodes. There's like a lot of this show that feels like it just goes on for way they like they like luxuriate in fight scenes and other scenes for what seem like forever and like some of that time to your point is not could be better spent because when the when the elder council vanishes after the first defeat of you know prince keldor and the sorceress uh, you know, uh, appears in Randor's mind and says, hey, you know, you'll have peace for a while, uh, but then, you know, things are going to get shitty again. And, uh, but, like, they never do a good job of explaining, like, why they leave or, like, h- how they turn into this power. It just, like, they're gone and then they are the power. For some reason. Like, yeah. They're like, uh, we almost got captured, I guess, so, uh, orb time. I'm good with this. Are you good with this? All right, we're going to go live in this castle. Okay. Uh, (laughs) before you do, though. Turn it to an orb. Yeah, bring the sword box. Oh, the one from fucking QVC? Yeah, the one we ordered over there. Bring that with us. We're going to be an orb, and we're going to bring it, and then, like, 16 years from now, maybe 20 years from now, I'm going to... We're gonna we're gonna bust this sucker out and it's gonna blow like a, a you know Prince Adam's brains like clear out of his head because it's gonna be so metal you know it's gonna be great all right let's yeah. go <laughs> yeah. yeah no and then at the same time where like the sorcerers like the sorceress you know helped build this wall that protected at this point I'd have been like why don't you just go into Snake Mountain and 
You know, just like, <laughs> yeah, right. just finish the fucking job. This dude just lost his face. I'm sure he's not ready to throw down. You just can go, you know, and just, just deal with this problem. Then you don't ever have to worry about them returning eventually. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Instead, you just sweep it under the rug by putting up the mystic wall. Yeah, I mean, there, there definitely could have been some economy of movements. Like, you know, I like some of the fight scenes. But then there's a part where it just becomes a cheer routine where everyone's spinning shit around like all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, God, okay, we get it. You're practicing your katas. Now move forward. Nope, nope, nope. Hold on. You got to wait to see me do this. It seemed very important to everybody to or to whoever was making the show that everyone had a chance to square off against everybody else. Like everybody had a chance to do their bit. Yeah, which I don't think is bad to establish a series. It just when it goes on like Tila beats Whiplash and like, you know, like even messes Evil in real up uh, before, you know, Evil in just starts throwing a meteor shower that just decides to happen. Like <laughs> There's just a meteor shower that just so happens to be occurring at that moment. Yeah, you know, but like, like you said, I think there's a point where you want to kind of showcase everyone's abilities. But after a while, it's like, okay, I get it. Okay, okay, you're both jumping in the air. I yeah, I mean, like, think about the the scene where um, so Skeletor finds that crystal, and the crystal allows him to to bust a hole in the mystic mystic wall because it's the only reason he hasn't tried to uh, take over Eternia yet. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, the just like think about the scene where they bust that hole in the wall, and then everyone gets a chance to like show how they would break it open. Yeah, and then the end of the day, it's skill, still Skeletor anyway. And he's like, yeah. I got this. Boop. It was him the whole time. Like, what yeah, is you, this nonsense? Like you could have you done one of them, right? Like, maybe, like, Beastman goes there, tries to club it, and, you know, Skeletor's like, out of my way, fool. Boop. And just, yeah, yeah. you know, blows it up. Like, I've been saving this blast for 16 years. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I have been really edging this uh, Uh, blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Had to, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on! Out of here, Skellior. Get out of here. I sweat. Cancel culture is out of control. (laughs) It's accountability. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of that. You definitely could have done this in two episodes. Uh, and I think it would probably made for a tighter show. Because, um, spoiler alert, He-Man doesn't even appear into the until the end of the second episode. There is no He-Man in the first episode of He-Man. Which, you know, Cotton, that's a bold move. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> Like I, I mean, I I was okay with that. I'm okay with you know the disbelief, you know Prince Adam has for you know like I'm I'm not a hero. You go find someone else, like because 
all these great warriors have, you know, brought peace to the lands for years. Nothing's going to be a problem. So I'm not worried about that. You know, right. It took seeing everyone get it, getting their ass kind of whooped and them going, okay, well, I, I got to be able to help and I can't help in this state. Yeah. That part is pretty cool. The acknowledgement sort of, he just simply doesn't believe that there will be any problems and because it's always been good his entire life. So why would it change? And I think that that's actually, it's, I mean, that's a very interesting and relatable story point. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree there. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see him at the end of the, the first episode. But instead, like, we to sort of stretch things out, we get this thing where he, like, he goes all the way to Castle Grayskull, does the, all that thing where, like, they tell him the history of everything, and then he's like, nah. <laughs> then it takes him going all the way back home fighting and then running away <laughs> and he runs away for so long obviously he's running back to castle grayskull and he's not really a coward but i do like how orko and cringer cringer follow him because they're just like uh, oh good idea prince adam Whoa. yeah see the real coward there is uh orko yeah. But you know, Cringer, it's in the name, so, like, just whatever, you know. Orko is almost a despicable character in these three episodes. He can't keep a secret. He is just a total coward and is just, like, playing pranks that nobody enjoys on people. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know why they keep him around, to be honest. Uh, fucking free labor. Yeah, like, I guess so. Hey, you know, every once in a while, Marlene makes a rum raisin cake, and it's not yeah, bad. <laughs> makes a hell of a dessert. You know, we, you know, hiring's a little light here on Eternia, you know. So, <laughs> you know. But uh, I think it's the it's the fact that Skeletor ca- uh, kidnaps his uh, Randor that really spurs him into action. And I do like the fact that in this series they have Prince Adam being able to fight a little bit. Like, he doesn't just run away right at the start. They show that he is an, a decently competent fighter on his own. And I think that's kind of interesting because it makes Randor's disappointment that much more poignant, I think. Because he, it's clear that Prince Adam has potential, but he's not fulfilling it, much like, you know, any trust fund attorney in <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know dude sleeping in you know the the stables and late to his own birthday party so it's hard to like be like come on man like i said just be a little like your dad uh but i like prince adam having that ability to fight a little bit or at least training to fight versus you know he man who's just you know mud hole stomping everybody or you know, literally chopping into half a boulder to pick up this fucking rock to use it as a shield. <laughs> yeah, that part. And then when it's done, he throws the rock at Evil Ed in the bat. I, I, you know what? I actually, I was like, I approve of this. That's exactly well, what yeah. I've been done. That's the part I was like, oh, this is okay. Now we're getting back to He Man. Here comes the Yeet King again. He's going to pick up this giant rock and he's going to yeet it on over there right at the bad guys. That was great. I was like, awesome. Okay, this is great. He-Man had just picked... He-Man just chopped off the top of a mountain, 
and he picked it up to block the meteor shower from hitting his friends, and the bad guys just gave up because <laughs> they didn't want to wait maybe 30 more minutes for He-Man to lose strength or whatever. They they were like, eh, never mind. I guess the, the meteors were starting to hit near them, and they were like, okay, enough is enough. Well, uh, meteors, I imagine, are already hot when they're entering the atmosphere. Evil and added insult to injury by lighting them also on fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like let's She's really putting more. a hat on a hat here. Yeah. It's like a top <laughs> hat and a little top <laughs> <Yeah>. hat on top. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we get He-Man sword fighting, right? Like... Mm-hmm. He actually sword fights with Skeletor, and this time around, Skeletor, you know, unlike the original Filmation series, Skeletor used more magic and shit, but you didn't see him really fight fight. This one, he's like, you know, he took a couple of kendo classes at the Y or something, you know, like, he is jumping around, he had the dual swords, which were a little bit more reminiscent of, you know, like... The old school power sword in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, there was that yeah. thing where he where he charged up in dust. I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the dust orb really give him extra Super Saiyan powers. Yeah, you know, but... it's like huffing in your own fart or something. You're like, I'm ready. <laughs> I have no nose to blate the smell. I am more powerful. You know, like I don't know why he did that. Or why they did that, but they did that. Yeah, he really did. There's also an extended scene in these this three episode arc where uh, Tila fights uh, Merman while oh, Man at Arms is in the belly of this crazy like flying uh, fish, like this. The horrible, like, lantern fish that you would find at the bottom of the ocean looking thing that has wings and, like, little crab legs. And yeah, it's, it's it, pretty nasty. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. And also, like, I thought it was pretty rugged that it just eats man at arms. And he is, like, he spends the next what feels like 20 minutes just propped up in this thing's esophagus, trying not to fall into its acid stomach. There's a lot of yeah. gross fish interior shots in in the second episode. Yo, for sure. Or but, third. You know, yeah, kind of like, second. I think... No, I think it's the start of the third. I, I yeah, watched right. them all... All three were combined for me, so I couldn't tell you where, like, the natural breaks would have been. Because I don't remember, being that I just watched it. Anyway, I mean, it's cool Tila had the disc on her belt that just could grow from... About the size of a coaster to big enough to hold her and man in arms. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like you do. But I like it's kind of like a little nod to the Centurion Air Centurion disc from the movie. Yeah, you know, there's several o- nods to the movie, as I understand it. One being the Air Centurion discs, and then the other being the fact that this version of Skeletor has fangs, like the Frank Langella version, but not like the original. Yeah, what's what do you think scarier, fangs or not fangs? I think no not fangs. fangs, right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, fangs. I mean, go ahead. Fangs are. I was like, fangs are try hard. Like it's too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus, like, especially it doesn't 
it especially doesn't make sense in this you know this this version of the story is not canon as i understand it or it at least it's canon for this version because i think the the comic line established that there is a he-man multiverse out there um now now, yeah but uh yeah yeah i don't know well, Keldor is mentioned in the original mini comics. I believe the literally the last mini comic, right? And but I mean the fact that he is a Keldor who has been scarred by acid in this version, and that he grows fangs just like makes even less sense. And I know I'm with you. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe he just was like, "Okay, take me to the hot topic." I must get a cape <laughs> with a hood and give me some of those glue in fangs. Yeah, I want to put. I want to put caps on my teeth. See, <laughs> yeah. it looks great, right, Evelyn? Mm-hmm. How about you, sure. Beast Man? Do you like him? <laughs> How about you, Trap Jai? My trap is shut. You know, like everyone just is avoiding him. It's like, well, I <laughs> yeah. think it's cool. But just in case, I'm going to wear this hood over my face for an extended period of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the, uh, I think the lack of little pinpoint red eyes and the lack of fangs is the, the superior Skeletor to me. The fact that, I just like the fact that he has a skull face and no one's talking about it. I think that's my preferred version of Skeletor. Right. The fact it's, just that he, a, it's just a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just a it's thing. It's just yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, I don't need it explained, and it makes even less sense that he got splashed with acid, and his face is gone, and he's fine. <laughs> like The fact that he once had a face, and he no longer has a face, and he's just okie-dokie-pokey, uh, makes so much less sense than you just showing me a guy with a skull head and being like, deal with it, dude. He just has a skull head. Just relax about it. Fair. You know, it's like I didn't need I didn't ever need Cobra Commander to come from Cobra Law. I, <laughs> I would have just accepted you just like snakes. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, like, just you're just a weird bad guy who loves snakes. That that yeah. could be okay too. Yeah, I don't need to be like, I'm from Cobra Law. And you're just like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> just like you could be from Colorado too. I don't give a fuck, so it's all okay. good. <laughs> In this third episode, the He-Man Skeletor fight is pretty cool, except for the fact that Skeletor lies to He-Man twice and then gets the jump on him twice. Yeah, you think you'd learn from the first one, but um yeah, he has his fingers crossed that he mentions that he feels the need to mention to him. Fingers were crossed, doesn't count. Yeah, see, it's part of his type 5. Yeah, no. Like because yeah. then later he was just like, and also, I lied! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he shoots Randor off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Why not just shoot Randor? Like, how yep. how much powerful <laughs> would that be if he just blew King Randor's head off right there? <laughs> yeah, if just part of Randor... Well, then we would see He-Man just tear Skeletor in half, I think. No, that's when, you know, he jumps off fucking Panthor... And then, you know, he man rips Panther to shreds, but then, you know, Skeletor was like, Hammock Staff, teleport out of here, boop. And yeah, he, he just goes Skeletor's away. like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, that was, that was uncalled wow. for. Okay. That was, uh, that was a cat. 
Skeletor away! <laughs> it's all like Mary. I'm Skeletor, y'all. <laughs> Just flies away. Like I would, I would have been like, "Damn, this series got dark. It's extreme." But you know, he. I mean, he man. You know, end of the day, rescues uh, King Randor. I, I mean, I, that's true. Even though it's so funny when he like how far, like how long. Uh, is this valley very because, very <laughs> because randor falls for a very long time and then when he eventually is caught they're actually not that down that far maybe look i i only have this example you know rumor of, you know, a couple months ago i, I fell out my back you <laughs> know, like, like out my back door you know i shared the uh clip with you so you could see it Mm-hmm. And that felt like it took me a good 10 minutes to hit the ground. <laughs> okay. So you're saying when you're falling, you know, time sort of, like, the perception of time is elongated. So. Yeah. Like you're like, oh no, did I, you know, am I wearing clean underwear? <laughs> Have I taken the thing out of my oven? I should have really called to extend my car insurance. Like, you're going through everything. Because I really thought that was going to be my untimely doom out back when I was falling. <laughs> so I figure you're falling out a real cliff. It, it's going to feel like it's taken forever when they only yeah. fell like 15 feet. Because I don't <laughs> imagine Mechanic's neck is no. much longer than 15 feet. But man, he could put some steak on that thing, man. He it, it he extended that thing out and then it dipped way low. <laughs> yeah, he got low. His neck low, bothers me in the series. Yeah, it's not um it's weird. Like I accept him like in the old series, like, yeah, hey, all right, cool, and the toys dope because at best his neck gives him like an extra three inches in the toy form. This one is like when your neck is wider than your head. There's some problems there. <laughs> yeah, you don't like it, it extends for so far and you can't imagine where that is going or coming from. And you honestly don't want to know. Um, but yeah, it comes in real handy in the in these episodes. Uh, and then, yeah, he's uh, rescued by Stratos. And uh, I love how they just keep like <laughs> they keep hitting the joke on the head. That, like somebody is going to reveal his his identity because of course man at arms knows he and sorceress the sorcerers have been uh uh in on it since the start you know he made the mystic wall and he knows that prince adam was eventually going to be he-man he takes him to he takes him to to the get the talk about uh what it's like (laughs) the birds and the bees and the he he's the he's man um yeah, yeah, he did. He was just like, hey, uh, uh, come with me for a second. And he thought he was going to get, like, another party. Instead, he was like, you're going to become a man today, but not the way you ever thought. You're going to become a version of yourself that everyone likes more. That's really got to <laughs> screw up uh, That's got to screw up Prince Adam's uh, sense of self-worth. Especially when he, you know, he can't tell his, his mom or dad that he's He-Man at the very end. And his, his dad is just is just smitten with this encounter with uh attorney's new protector and uh he's like what does he have that i don't have they're like everything 
Well, I mean, Tila really got an eyeful when he showed up. Oh, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, He-Man shows up, and Tila's reward? He-Man's taint. Yeah, like you got everything. You know how everything's working down there. Because, like, he jumped, he was just like this perfect bent 90-degree angle right in front of her face. Furry underwear and all. You're just like, ooh. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> it doesn't smell like Axe body spray. Oh, you know it does, though. Yeah, that's fair. It was like, I smell like Castle Grayskull. You know what, the minute the, that story stopped... They're all waiting there. Like, He-Man is just standing around awkwardly, and he's just like, So, you guys like CrossFit? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, okay. Um, I don't... I think, well, yeah, I love CrossFit. We could tell. <laughs> we we, we yeah, could tell. I need to get my pump on. Yeah. Well, Look at this know. vascularity. I mean, you're, you're pretty buff already. Like... I, you don't need to... We get it. Your name's He-Man, and you're the most powerful person <laughs> in the universe. Or at least Eternia. Or at least Let's play shirts versus skins. I'm skins! Oh, every time, yeah, He-Man. Every time. I can't pay the guy to wear a shirt. Yeah, then every time he tries to get Ram-Man on his team, we try to tell him, no, he's <laughs> in that armor forever. He's not coming out. It really breaks Ram-Man's Take heart. it off, Ram-Man! I can't! <laughs> It's oh, magically fused to me. Why do you keep reminding me? Stop tormenting me, man. Oh, well, you know, I just thought you'd like to you know, show how buff you are. <laughs> I, I mean, look, overall, I think the series was more returned to form than the new adventures. And while it's not my He-Man... I give it an, it's an acceptable He-Man. You just, it just, it truly feels like, you know, we talk about this a lot, but it truly feels like it's a product of the times. So it's very. Yes. 2000s. I agree. I think it has that sort of extreme quality of the early, you know, the late nineties and the early two thousands. And I think it was, it definitely feels like it was made by somebody who was a fan of the original show. Uh, which I appreciate. Another thing I appreciate about this uh, series from a purely aesthetic standpoint is they very rarely use, uh, you know, dark uh, or just like pure black or gray shadows or just like, you know, they don't just make a color darker by mixing gray in with it or sorry, uh, black in with it. They actually have like muted sort of uh, desaturated versions of different colors that they use for shadows. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like a little too washed out. Um, like especially at the start in uh, Snake Mountain. Um, I thought that the purple shadows that they used in there were really awesome. And, uh, you know, but sometimes later in the series, they use sort of like uh, brown orange shadows and they're like way too light, you know, compared to the base color, especially there's like one shot with Panthor that just like, uh, you can like the color of his body is a darker shade than the outline. And it just creates a weird reverse effect that doesn't really work, but just got to give it up to them. They really tried something kind of dynamic and interesting with the way that they did the art on this show. And uh, I think there's a lot of successful parts uh, 
of that, but it's not always uh, a home run. Ditto. I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, we pointed out the parts that were silly in these episodes, but I think overall it has a nice arc. You know, he you get to see Prince Adam uh, being sort of, uh, you know, kind of like a, just a rich asshole. And he goes through that growth process where he, you know, experiences loss and that causes him to grow up sort of both mentally and then literally when he becomes He-Man. And then, you know, they didn't shy away from He-Man having like Superman level strength, which I I like a lot. And there are several aspects of the show that were pretty adult, you know, when like uh, they're squeezing that town person trying to find out what happened to the elder council that guy sounds like he's gonna die <laughs> yeah i don't think he made it no i don't think i think he was crushed a to death yeah that's the thing right like they tried they probably were allowed to adultify it enough for the time sure but not as much as they probably would have liked to and um but I still, th- I think if you're like, if we were, you know, normally we try to wrap these up on whether you should watch or not. If you are a fan of He-Man and you've never checked this out, but you're interested, definitely give it a watch. I don't think it's, you know, watch a few episodes, check out, see if it's for you. Like I said, it's just a product of its time. So there are just parts of it that are going to seem a little silly, but you know, same time you watch the filmation ones, it's the same thing. They They are super campy, but. I absolutely enjoy them. So, um, yeah, watch something that has a little bit more adult themes, you know, within reason. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. You know, I, I I didn't necessarily love these first three episodes, um, but I think I'm going to go with your recommendation here. I'm going to say if you're a He-Man fan watch the 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 three-parter the 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 intro three-parter that introduces he-man and gives you a little backstory because i mean at at the end of the day at the very least you take away an interesting alternate take on on something maybe that you enjoy and you know like you said there's plenty of references to the original cartoon but also the movie so i think it it does nicely drawing all the disparate threads of He-Man together, and it kind of dovetails perfectly into the next thing that we're going to talk about, the Kevin Smith's Netflix upcoming He-Man revelations. (laughs) I don't remember the subtitle. Well, remember, remember it's it's always Masters of the Universe. Yes, of course. This one's Revelations. Okay, yeah. so I was right. It is Revelations. So do you have the uh, trailer spooled up? Uh, we're going to take a look at the P-Man Masters of the Universe Revelations trailer on YouTube. We're going to watch along with it and comment on it. So uh, I, w- I encourage you at home to uh, do the same if you can. Uh, otherwise, this is going to sound like us just kind of... Uh, well, it's going to sound like us watching something that you can't see. So um, John's going to count you down, and then uh, let's all watch it together. All right. In a five, a four, a three, a two, a one. 
Okay, I'll right off the bat, that gray skull looks incredible, it's, and the colors are incredible. Uh-oh. And we get Skeletor right off the, the bat. See, and his face isn't melted with acid. Yeah, and he looks look, good. And there's uh, sorceress and Tila, oh. and he, it's already so kinetic. <laughs> it's so good. They're charging. Oh, maybe his face did get melted. Who knows who that guy was? <laughs> Wait a minute. I did just see someone get melted. Yeah. But now we're getting uh, We Need a Hero. Uh, and oh my god, when I saw this originally, this worked for me so much. Yeah. Also, this... Okay, the transformation scene looks like Sailor Moon. It's fantastic. This is... And look, Battle Cat looks like a cat. <laughs> Beast look Man at that looks smile incredible. on He-Man's face. Holy shit. He's throwing Tila. This is uh, fucking laser death beams. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm watching here, but I like Triclops it. looks so good. Okay, Orko now we see Orko. Shit. He did he's some like, shit. He looks badass. He looks like he's got actual power. <laughs> I Dude, love this. okay. Skeletor I love that right has there. bayonetta powers in this one. I love that right A there. giant fist flies out of a portal, and He-Man blocks it. Okay, when I first saw this, I lost my business. I teared up. The When We Need a Hero started, I was like, oh, my, this is like... I used to... So when I was growing up, I didn't have tapes or anything, mm. but I love that we need a hero song i always used to wait for it to come on the radio or on a uh, movie that i liked i used to get so pumped as a kid to that song and uh, the fact that they used it in this trailer was like uh chef's kiss incredible yeah no it's funny you're the um so when this dropped originally i got messaged multiple by multiple people saying have you seen it yet have you seen it and I was like, well, it's He-Man. Of course I've seen it. <laughs> but um, to me, I, I watch it with my wife, and she got misty eye. I don't know why, because she ain't a He-Man fan. Maybe she just was crying at all the money I've spent on He-Man shit. She's like, oh, God, he's going to buy more. Why? Why? I need a hero. <laughs> To stop spending all his money. He's gonna go broke. He's gonna be sad, but he'll have a furry underwear. I need a hero. For for me, this got me energized, jazz, juiced. I got goosebumps. Every time I hear, I have the power, I get goosebumps. And this one. Uh, you know, same thing all across my arms, and I was like, "Okay, you got me there." I'll I'll watch part one on Netflix. You know, you you've you've won, Kevin Smith. And yeah, um, I I don't know what I was expecting exactly, but I should have been expecting somebody to take the thing that I love and update it with an incredible voice cast and what looked like really high production value animation. And what I think I'm, what I think I'm um, kind of uh, drawn to the most, and it was sort of highlighted by us watching the uh, 2002 He-Man uh, cartoons, is that how they were able to modernize everyone's design and still be 
ultra respectful for the original. Obviously, the He-Man Revelation, Revelations on Netflix is a direct continuation of the original cartoon, so it has to be that faithful. But things still look modern. They didn't just do it like a filmation cartoon. It feels like at least the people there took into account what happened beforehand, like you said, in a very respectful way. Uh, but also still maintaining those notes. And that's kind of what I was touching on a little earlier because, you know, I've seen a lot of people getting upset at this trailer. Like I'm tired of woke He-Man. I'm tired of woke GI Joe. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of inclusiveness. I'm tired of all this stuff. And I'm like, then you've never watched the show. Because right. if you did, you would realize that Tila was captain of the guard for a reason. She was a badass. And in the original series, she was a badass. In the 2000 X series, she is a badass. And in this one, she is a badass. Like Truly. Th- these are things that have always been there. You means you never sat through a, a moral that, you know, He-Man gave you about being fair to others or anything like that because if you did you'd realize that what this revelation 2000x or the original ones were were a lot more multifaceted than you think it just wasn't him yeeting things i mean it was a fair amount of him yeeting things but in the end he was a kind fair you know person in a world that was, you know, mag, you know, like, you know, mystical and crazy, but these things, these notes have always been there. Same with GI Joe. They've always been there. So like, don't, you know, don't stand pat on this because you'll be wrong. Cause it means you're just in love with the idea, but not actually the, you know, the, the property itself. Yeah. That's a good point. The original G.I. Joe and He-Man cartoons are almost like the original woke cartoons. I mean, I don't know. You know, like, we all sort of, all of our life experiences are different and how we approach problems are different, and that's just a product of, you know, being individuals. But a lot of my moral compass, because, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't attend church uh, and you know my family wasn't particularly religious so you know a lot of people look to that kind of thing for their morality i look to he-man and captain america and you know that one i think yeah these are i think you know if you say it's hard for me to say these things with a straight face because they are a little bit laughable but this is like where my moral code comes from and that moral code was, you know, to always be, you know, helpful when you can and to be respectful to others. And these are life. These are the life lessons I took away from these cartoons. So to see them be inclusive and respectful is just to see them be what I always felt they were. They, to me, they reinforced, you know, the lessons that my mom and my brother tried to bestow to me about treating a human being with respect, treating, you know, people with respect, 
treating everything with respect. They, you know, my mom would drill this in my into my head. I mean, my mom was, you know, she's from West Virginia. She is old. You know, she she is old, old school, old, all of that. But, you know, she always taught me to be respectful. But then I could see He-Man and I can watch, you know, like him, him tell me something that would reinforce a lesson that she taught me. I could see mm-hmm. G.I. Joe telling me, hey, guess what? Power lines are dangerous. Don't touch them. So guess what I never decided to do? Play with a fucking down power line. You know what I mean? Like, I took these lessons because it was one of those things where my brother would be like, don't touch the stove. The stove is hot. Yeah, right, but then you know? liberal Hollywood is just trying to put these power line inclusive films out there. Yeah. Ruin our childhoods. Yeah, the fucking power line illuminati is out there (laughs) you know pushing body massages and all that shit shout out shout out to the fensler films uh gi joe psas 100 but the whole thing is they've always been there now can we say that could he man be woker yeah could there have been more people who look like me when i was growing up yeah but yep. at that age, I wasn't paying attention to that, believe it or not. I was paying attention to the stories being told. And I didn't care, you know, who was telling these tales, but they were showing me right from wrong. And it's always been there. So, like, this revelation was a revelation in a sense of being able to see, like, those lessons come to life someone honoring the source material and you know showing these characters for who they are so like i i can't wait i absolutely can't wait for this before we wrap up let's talk about that mark hamill little bit of so i really like what mark hamill did how he is making it his own um in a way like more so than 2002 what did you think of the laugh, which I actually really like, but it was like, <laughs> so I don't remember what his character was and what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. when, when he was Laszlo. Oh my God, he's so good. Right. When Laszlo is Jackie Daytona. Yep. And, oh, you know, and he's dealing with, you know, they're waiting forever to see them drink real human, you know, stuff like that without fucking vomiting. His voice kind of sounds like that to me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's got I, that can, I can see that. Gravitas, you know, and then like, hey, Jackie Daytona, you know, like <laughs> it's got that. And the laugh is a little Joker ish to me. Not the hi hats, but like the, <laughs> you know, like the. The, I just the, love that he ends it on an insane. Wow. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just you, like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not like this. There's a. a but. You know, no, no yeah. manic at the end, but it definitely, you know, like I mean, it's Mark Hamill, and it's him playing a villain doing a laugh it's gonna have some joker notes to it but yeah. um not a bad way like but to me even though he's playing the skeletor it's still mark hamill so uh, yeah i'll have to wait sure. to, i'll have to wait to see what he does to make it his own own beyond yeah. the trailer 
So I, I'd want to hear him do a few more sentences, because if he's a lot more menacing, I think that's fine, too. Um, Send in your champion. Yeah, but you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, that's what I was just waiting for. Where's the Batman? I don't have a Mark Hamill. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Insert Mark Hamill Joker here. <laughs> I don't know. I actually uh, covered my mouth. We're we're in. I'm in my own office. Yeah, I know. I who I need to cover who my? Who you am talking I, to? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking, uh, you know, I, I I'm sweating in my own mess. <laughs> Well, I think that is a go- as good of a place to wrap it up, if there ever was one. Well, let let me let me ask you this, and then I'll let you wrap it up, and I'm sure everyone wants us to wrap it up. So we'll <laughs> no, there. please, let's go on for another five hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my tank can handle that. Uh, <laughs> maybe we've got another three minutes. Uh, <laughs> three to five. Should this show? Be the first modern thing that Pop Saga talks about. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you brought this up. I was actually going to talk to you about this off Off air, but that's fine. Let's let's do it in front of the whole class. No, you Um, you could just say let's talk about it off air and then we can make a decision. Well, um, I was gonna pitch to you, and let's mm. get this on wax. Maybe this will will put some extra force behind it. I was gonna pitch to you. Let us do. This show, a separate show. Oh! I would like to do a spinoff podcast with you about the show on a weekly basis. Following along, coming out, I guess, the week after. I don't know, we'll have to figure out what what that was. But I've been thinking about it since they announced it. And, uh, you know, we're at 50 episodes. It will be a little extra work, but I think it would be cool. What do you think? This in, for, for the folks at home thinking that this is show business is literally the first time hearing about it. So you're, <laughs> you're, you're going to hear my brains, my brain, like I have more than one brains. <laughs> you hear my brains. <laughs> the kneecap brain is thinking about it. Uh, uh, let's see. Hold on. Yeah, you, know, you can also just get back to me when you uh, make up your. No, mind. that sounds good. Fuck it, let's do it. Like, at some point, we're gonna need to go into the modern era, and the closest we've gotten is two thousand two. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'm for it, I'm for it. Excellent. So, look forward to that pop saga spinoff podcast dedicated to he. Man, and not He-Man of the Masters of the Universe, just Masters of the Universe Revelation. He-Man, also in it. <laughs> also, includes, also includes He-Man. Watch him fucking get killed in like the first five minutes. Like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> it is really uh-oh. Masters of the Universe. Oh, it really is. Shit, I, should, I gotta change the t-shirts. <laughs> Oh no, He-Man uh, has uh, went to an island and closed himself off to the force. It's <laughs> like, later, I am tired of this. This Yik. isn't gonna go the way that you think. He eats himself uh, off of a turnip. 
<laughs> he just he just picks up his own shoes and throws yeah. himself. I can see him grabbing his ankles and just. <laughs> Where'd he go? He broke atmosphere, man in arms. I'm sorry. He's, he's gone. Ah, uh, perfect. He's my okay. to see He-Man in the upcoming Space Jam movie. (laughs) You better wrap this up or we keep crying. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, wherever you're out there listening to this. Um, And as always, if you want to get in touch with us, do you want to join the conversation? Doesn't this seem like fun? You could be sort of a part of all of this you can <laughs> tangentially be related um by contacting us on our social media platforms we are on twitter and instagram at the pop saga and if you want to get in touch with us the old-fashioned way you can always send us a email through that series of tubes that we call the internet and that'll be at not at, it'll be thepopsaga at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. Uh, and if you would like to support the ongoing production of this show, and perhaps more in the future, then please visit our show notes where you can find the link to our merch site, there's tons of awesome stuff up there with more coming soon. John knows this. I am designing a very fun new Pop Saga logo that I think will go great on a shirt. So you look out for that. And uh, as we always like to say, from me and John to all of you out there, we hope that you are feeling happy. We hope that you're feeling healthy. And we'll see you next week. You see that sun? That star going? It's He-Man yeeting across the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen, you can hear him. It made me sound like the the wacky racer's dog. (laughs) (laughs) pop saga you know we keep it groovy we talking cartoons books tvs and movies a couple of nerds but got style we so cool pop culture talking new and old school yeah you should know we love hip-hop from the roots ty live shout out to feral munch we giving you what you want it don't get no live ain't no doubt we gotcha this is pop saga let's go Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle, welcome to the nerd life, Pop Sock.